The information presented in this program is not intended as legal, health, or nutritional advice. All topics are provided for informational purposes only and are not necessarily endorsed. Neither Light On nor its host accepts responsibility for any statements, views, or opinions presented in this episode. All rights reserved. It feels like all our heroes are counter We all know why. Because it's painful not to pretend. The world itself is just one big hoax. I don't really do intros. I don't like intros. I think intros are yeah. so I just I just kinda go for it, you know what I mean? Yeah, they two, one. And we're <laughs> on DeLuca. How the hell are you? Yeah, honestly, fucking crazy couple of days, but I'm all right. Yeah, it was my it was my birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, dude! Thanks. I'm 48. 48 years old. Yeah, I like I told I think I told you I'm like straddling the millennium perfectly. You know, like right. I was tw- 24, 48. You know. Yeah, that's interesting. I get into numer- numerology, numerology, like in everyday life, like um, get a kind of obsessed with numbers like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Numerology is really interesting. I um, I've gotten a little bit more in, into that stuff. I mean, I don't not like crazy about it, but uh, a lot of people think like numerology is inherently evil because a lot of the you know elites and <laughs> Illuminati or whatever use yeah. it. It's not. It's just like numerology is kind of the way. It's like the language of the of this realm, but they just invert everything. Yeah, they they use it as a tool, right? Like they yeah, it's not evil. They are right. They they use it for evil, right? It's like a gun. You know, you can use it for good or or evil. So that's what a lot of things are. There's there's a there's a quote. It's like I don't know who said it. Maybe Manly P. Hall or one of those guys. I can't remember it, but essentially it was like, there are no evil symbols. There aren't, there's really nothing evil of that kind. It's only people who invert it. Yeah. That's what I kind of believe that. I mean, I, I believe people, if they're cruel, you know, if someone's like exhibiting cruelty, they're evil. Like what else is evil? You know what I mean? Like if someone's abusing somebody else psychologically physically whatever taking advantage that's that's the evil numbers why well, how could numbers be evil yeah they can't you ever read like really old greek shit about like when they're discovering numbers or when they're not discovering them but how like math blossomed like there's some really interesting oh i never got math it. the history of mathematics oh yeah like like the pythag you know about the pythagoreans right vaguely yeah well the pythagoreans i don't know how to say it but pythagoras that's i'm really interested in that shit i could talk about that all day but you get you got to stop me if i start going off whatever whatever you want to talk about i don't i i never really delved into that stuff so um they even they they consider that even like one of the first like secret societies kind of like where they were they had like all a secret, secret like code language that they spoke to each other and, and you had to be initiated to join like there was like yeah. a whole thing yeah. they got kicked out of they got kicked out of italy the south of italy they they started um like infiltrating the government like they started ruling running running the some of the governments of some of the cities in the south of italy 
and like five, this is like 500, 400 something BC. So it's a long time ago, but they, were they like left-hand path types like we have now or I, you know what? It's too hard to know. Cause I, really, I, feel because... like, I feel like the dark brotherhoods really didn't like blossom until much later. I mean, I think they were always around. There was always some sort of like evil group around obviously, but uh, I think the, like the secret societies weren't as infiltrated until much later, at least within our kind of epoch. And you always got to filter through like, a lot of the negative stuff about secret societies is written by like Christians, right? <laughs> so not all of it, but I know, but a lot of it, right? Like, so if you're talking about like pagans, like the Pythagoreans were pagans or like the mystery cults in ancient pagan. Greece, it's like what pagan, right? It's like, it's pagan. The, the Christians don't know, like, you know, basically Christianity is <laughs> completely paganism. Like, yeah, I know how, of course, yeah. You're, but, you're worshiping a tree once a year, bro. <laughs> you know, and I feel bad though. Like I, I feel like through COVID, I, I started having to like be friends with Christians a lot more. Oh, I don't mind yeah. them. I have a lot of Christian friends. Like I just like talking about the people who are really like elitist and extremist about it. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, anyone like they believe I'm going like you're going to hell. Like that's crazy. That's a hard thing to to deal with, you know. Yeah, I I don't like it, with those people like who are just, like, <laughs> go to hell and or, right. whatever. Yeah. What do you think about the the Orthodox Christianity thing? Like, yeah, like this kind of a trend now, or right? I feel like a lot of people are becoming Orthodox Christians. I grew up Orthodox Christian, actually. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know really like what the major difference is. I mean, I wasn't that religious. Um, my my parents like I mean they believed in stuff but they we didn't like go to church every Sunday or anything once in a blue moon we would go to a church function or something but I know yeah, I, I grew up just regular Roman Catholic but I used to like I like going into the Orthodox churches they're they're like prettier they got all like gold and shit it's, it's yeah nice. they're very gaudy right yeah yeah it's cool so anyway going back to like Pythagoreans I yeah. I feel like to judge them as like good or evil is hard because i'm sure there was people there's people right so there was like ones who were good and ones who were bad like you know like they and they had to like work together somehow like they they were like trying to build societies and is it like inherently evil to want to civilize you know is it an, is it like an inherent evil to like try to project order around you and start like telling people how to live and shit? Maybe I don't know. I mean, it's a bit authoritarian when you're telling people how to live, but um, right. just like ha- I mean, having a secret society, or whatever, in and of itself, like a lot of them were just sort of you know brotherhoods, like uh, sort of like a glorified um, oh, what do you call those things in college? Frat. fraternity fraternity yeah right right um and even even today you know i mentioned this in one of my last podcasts like <clears throat> this the, the structure even today is like there's a lot of even well-meaning like good people even in the freemasons you know because they, they have to have that sort of facade a lot of people don't know what's going on the, a lot of the the masons are completely duped right they, it's like it's like their thing to dupe their own members and it's only right. the, like the people they deem the elect you know who are 
her, who are good enough, they, they let in on the real secret inner core, which is, you know, Luciferian, dark Luciferian. So, yeah, I mean, that's why you'll meet a lot of, you'll meet a lot of good Masons, you know, and you'll, you can read a lot of really good books from Masons. Yeah. So it's, it's complex. It's, I mean, it's basically like, from what I know about it, it's, it's a, a con, like a concocted religion, kind of like an alternative religion that they kind of put together from what they found in Egypt. It's Egyptian originally, right? Like they have Hiram Abif. Is that his name? Hiram Abif. Like that. It is very Egyptian. I think that's definitely one of the main motifs, but I don't know. I think it's, they, I don't think they impose any, any specific belief on you. They just ask that you, one of the requirements is that you do believe in some kind of higher power. Like you can't be an atheist and be a Mason. Right. Which is interesting. But you got to go through their rituals, right? Like you got to like, there's yeah. rituals. Right. Yeah. And if you tell the secrets, you know, they'll pull out your tongue or your intestines. And I don't really? know, take all these oaths. Yeah, they're pretty wild stuff. Um, so like who, who would join that shit? Like who would want to join? I guess some people have to, right? Like I don't, I don't know. Like they have to join some kind of society. It's probably a, so, it's a social network, right? Like it's not... Yeah, at its core. Some people treat it that way for sure. I mean, nobody has to join that I know, but uh, I think people people want the sort of like fraternity of it, and they want they think that they're going to learn, you know, the secrets of the universe. And I mean, look at Tom DeLong, you know, like from Blink One Eighty Two, he joined because I think he just had a real like interest in UFOs and and sort of like the nature of reality and and all that stuff. He's just a very inquisitive person, and I think he's being led astray you know i don't think he's a, a bad dude inherently uh, and I've, i met him when i was 16 uh yeah, he just seems like a you know cool. he's the one that's really into aliens right yeah yeah that's uh, a sorry when I, when I was saying some of them have to i just meant people born into like families where they were like that's their religion because i'm sure that there's families where yeah they they theme, indoctrinate yeah. indoctrinate their children yeah like, like scientology like you, you you never you know beck the singer beck yeah. when i was younger like i was when i found out he was scientologist i was like so shocked i didn't know that uh, yeah but but I, but he was like born into it right like his parents i think were scientologists so oh. i forgave I, I i looked past it a little bit i was like how could the, how could this guy be like a scientologist that's crazy. That's that whole thing is so weird in Hollywood. Like I remember I lived in LA for a while and they had this they have this huge like Scientology center in LA and it was like it was like pulling up to another world. Like it was it was like pulling up to like a cult uh hideout or something. <laughs> like it's very strange. Have you ever been to Clearwater, Florida? No, but they have a they own it. Basically, there's like a, a whole area where it's also I went there one time to do like a poetry reading when I was like, like a teenager when I lived in Florida and I was everyone was wearing these like blue vests. And I was just I asked somebody, I was like, why is everybody wearing the same vest in this whole this whole area, like five blocks around? Like everyone was wearing blue vests. They're like, oh, we're Scientologists. I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. I guess <laughs> you have to wear a blue vest if you're a Scientologist. 
I don't. I didn't get it. Scientology is essentially another offshoot of the cult. It's sort of. It's kind of like a Luciferian thing at at uh, its core as well. I don't know enough about it to articulate. I, but I've read a little bit about it. I've heard a lot of people talk about L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of the say he talked about stuff that like I think he talked about like the soul trap and like aliens and stuff like way back before anyone. But he was hanging out with Jack Parsons and and Alistair Crowley, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, did did they hang out together or was Crowley was older than them? I think right. Like I, know I think Crowley they... and Parsons had a relationship, a friendship. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That must have been a crazy time, right? Imagine like. And nobody probably even knew about him while he was alive. Now everybody talks about him all the time. But... Oh, Crowley? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure he probably like made the news sometimes or something. I don't know. Definitely a strange guy. Um, there's a... There's a I, I read something about Crowley that like he was trying to... Um, he was trying to conjure like various demons... And he had yeah. uh, he had like a house on on uh, Loch Ness. I, I heard that recently, and yeah. people say the Loch Ness monster didn't exist until he conjured it, right? Yeah, there's a theory that he conjured it. It was maybe it was some right. demon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't believe. Do you not believe in demons? I don't remember. No, I told you what we had. I told you I believe in demons. Okay. I just don't believe. I don't believe that they're evil. I think that's a that's a demons are evil. They're not evil. What do you mean? You think e demons are good? Yeah. How you gotta go? Because you, you gotta go back to the to the Greeks. You gotta go back to like Socrates. You gotta go back to like okay, because uh, because that's where that's where the terminology comes from. Daimon, right? Okay. D a i m o n. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly because I don't know how to pronounce like ancient Greek words, mm -hmm. but daimon. Mm -hmm. was a concept in i don't know not just greek religion but philosophy like in just in their culture and it was more like kind of like a i'm, I'm just gonna try to give you like my impression of what i think most people because even yeah. like socrates socrates was basically killed because of his demon of his daimon mm -hmm. right because he he followed its guidance instead of the state religion, right? Okay. So, but, but what they kind of, it's tied into Egyptian astrology too. Like when you're born there at like a certain time, there's like a certain, what they call a daimon is like your guide, right? Depending on when you're born. It was, it was in Egyptian astrology. I don't know if the Greeks got it from that or if they just kind of like combined it together later, but it's more just, it's basically like your conscience. It's like your higher, it's like a guardian spirit, right? Supposedly, according to Plato, before you're born, you choose a guardian spirit to guide you through this life, right? And it guides you all back to the underworld after you die, right? So, and that was the concept of the daimon. Why the fuck would you go back to the underworld? <laughs> no, I... I or, or wherever, or if you were good enough, you would go ascend to like the islands of the blessed or whatever. Like, right. If, if you, if you led an exemplary life, you would be uh, born again as a philosopher at the last stage. And then after philosopher, you would go, you would ascend, but you would end up wanting to come back to help people. So you would come back again. Like that was kind of what they, 
the platonic idea of reincarnation is, is you, you ascend, but you end up coming back as a teacher. Like you want to help people. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, there may be some kind of like loose connection, but I, I had a, a long conversation about demons one day with my, uh, my friend who's very like, she's a spirit traveler person, mm. very psychic. Um, and she said that the, the actual definition of a demon is a disembodied Nephilim, uh, to use like yeah, the well, term. Right. Well, that's going into like the more Hebraic, the more yeah. Hebraic cosmology where you believe in like the angels and the demons, like the, the angels, the fallen angels, right? Fallen angels, Nephilim. And then some, some of them are good and some of them are evil. Well, if right? you're fallen, you're by definition evil. You're outside of the the sort of path of god right well yeah like that's the that's a more gnostic worldview of like like embodiment is a punishment or embodiment is a mistake right like there there's another way of looking at it where embodiment is like there's a purpose to it like you did it for a reason right it wasn't like you fell right so well, no, being disembodied is you you fell. Being embodied is not fallen. You mean after you die? Or that <clears throat> No, like so like the the whole thing with like um demons or whatever is they're disembodied. They they need like a host, right? So because and they they can't they can't come back into the life wave of like a, an embodied person because they've straight against sort of they straight against god against the sort of source right because you have mm -hmm. to be part of that sort of evolution if you go against the evolution then you're you become fallen yeah that i mean that's just from what i what i the things that i study um but everyone i mean i don't know there's like sort of a lot of semantics involved in all that but all i know is that there are light beings and there are very dark beings and i've talked to en enough people to believe that there are dark beings or if you want to call them demons or whatever you want to call them they're definitely no bueno you know what i mean um and uh yeah a lot of a lot of the elites are are kind of communicating with those consciousnesses yeah i'm gonna <laughs> probably just i don't want to like just say i don't believe that because that sounds immature like ah, i don't believe that but like i i'm more focused on the platonic the platonic worldview of like the spirit surrounds matter right and anytime spirit gets mixed in with matter the matter causes problems right because matter is imperfect spirit is perfect matter is imperfect mm -hmm. and when spirit embodies matter there's always problems because of of the nature of matter so that's what causes all of the problems in life is just matter is like we're at the bottom of the chain of being right. at the, the top real realm yeah right so what what i would say platonism teaches if it was really a, a religion then there was people teaching it which is not like you just have to read it and kind of come up with your own shit basically you is that there's really no evil in the spirit realm so to call spirits evil is kind of like uh, pay, like placing the blame in the wrong place, kind of. 
you know, like you're, you're blaming spirits, but spirits are like animating matter and that's a good thing and that's their purpose, right? So if you've, but like, I, I understand you've done so many episodes where you're talking to people who are like communicating with, with these beings. So like, I don't want to call them liars, but I feel like I, I also don't want to, I also don't want to let like psychopaths off the hook and blame it on demons. Right. I don't want to say like Fauci must be communicating with some dark spirits. Like Fauci is just a fucking an asshole. Right. He's just evil. Right. I'm not going to blame evil spirits for Fauci. Well, the, just someone like him. I mean, like the the elites. Like, right. Well, the argument a, could be that he's like <clears throat> sort of propelled by by evil. Right. By whatever dark entities um, you could say psychopathy is, uh, you know, uh, due, due to that, due to a, a connection to that. Right. Yeah. But it's to me, that's more like an absence of spirit than an evil spirit that's like if you're it's like if you live if you ignore your soul it goes away and you're basically like living without a soul right it's not that you're it's not that you're possessed by an evil spirit it's just you're not following your your soul there's actually a quote by this uh platonist he's he's an orator like maximus of tyre right and he actually has a direct quote where he was saying like, show me an evil person and I'll show you someone who's not in touch with their demon. Like, so it's almost like the opposite. Like you're, people say they're possessed by demons, but the truth is they're not in touch with their actual demon or their diamond. Like hmm. the, that's tutelary spirit. That's interesting. This is the different way of looking at it. I mean, I grew up, like I grew up Catholic, exorcist scared the shit out of me. I was reading about demons like my whole life, like thinking like, oh, was that a demon? Like I would have like a sleep paralysis. You ever get sleep paralysis? No, thankfully, but I've read a lot about people who have that. Yeah, yeah, that, that scared the shit out of me when it first happened. Uh, yeah, sounds scary. It's scary. And it was like three days after my mom died and I'm like laying down, taking a nap. And all of a sudden I feel like my whole body like constrict and I can't move. And I feel like this wind blowing through me, like really like a wind. And I was like, what the fuck? Did you see I, anything or did anything happen? No, nah, nah, I didn't see anything. I just, I felt like this real strong wind blow through me and I couldn't move my body. That's interesting. Right? And I, I thought, and I still think my mother's, you know, my mother's spirit somehow kind of thing. Right. But they call, and then I didn't, I didn't have internet back then. This is like 1995. So I wasn't like online looking it up. I didn't know about sleep paralysis till years later. And I used to have it a lot, especially when I was younger. I had it a lot like at that point. Mm. And I just kind of assumed it was some spiritual thing. And I still do. I think it is some kind of spiritual thing. Yeah. But so then to go back to your view, um, it, it, is the premise that there that there is no good and evil then? Because, I mean, doesn't that get into sort of like moral relativism? No, there is good. Okay. But good and spirit is the same. Right. Oh. So when something is good, that's spirit. When it's evil, it's not like it's it's just the absence of spirit. The absence of spirit is evil. Hmm. Right. Like the most evil is pure matter. This right. is just again, like I. I'm not 100 percent bought into this, like this is just 
Yeah. Kind of how I stayed sane for like the last five years is to like folk reading, reading like Platonism and Neoplatonism and the pre-Socratics and like the ancient Greeks and shit. Because yeah. I needed, I needed a little bit more of like a non-dual, like a non. Yeah, I'd have to non-adversarial. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. Like I'm I'm up for different viewpoints. Um, I mean, it's just like the the only thing with it is like then you know it would sort of discount everything a ton of people say. You know, um, well, I mean, all right. If if people have these, okay, say these people have these encounters with these spirits, right? Yeah, and the, during the encounters, the spirit is like scaring the shit out of them, right? But it, if it was evil, wouldn't it just kill them? Like, you know what I mean? Like, even if they are encountering spirits that are like scary, maybe the spirit is just trying to fuck, like, guide them, and like they don't listen, so they got to scare them. You know what I mean? It's like, I think it's sort of like a function, like a mechanism. Yeah, to... yeah. Some some people believe that they're demons are working for the gods as like they're enforcers like so they got to keep us in line right you know, like i'm not totally opposed to that sort of idea because i've always felt like the whole thing with the soul trap too like i feel like a lot of people maybe a lot of people misinterpret that but i i see it more now as like a, a sort of mechanism like a necessary mechanism and i i think those i think those things may be like uh manifestation of our own thoughts you know uh in some way and they're you know if we need to reincarnate if we need to come back they're sort of like a mirror of our attachments and they're they're sort of there you know they're they're in charge of the whole moon thing and if we need to come back like if we they show us you know our attachments and we need to come back we come back right so the the moon like the moon isn't like as evil as people think it's it's a it's a mechanism oh do do people think the moon is evil? I love the moon like <laughs> I mean it's associated with a lot like <clears throat> left hand path like a lot of sort of evil because you know m moon stars monsters oh yeah oh, I didn't know that I didn't know yeah. that moon stars monsters. Yeah, because the 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 moon is considered it's like the the closest to to earth, right? It's sort of like when you're when you're too attached to the material realm, to maya, the illusion, earth, whatever, um you're in the moon lock, right? It's like that the Saturn moon matrix if you want to mm -hmm. go with that. Uh and so if you're in if you're unable to sort of let go of your attachments and um you know, vibrate beyond the material realm, you get trapped in the moon lock. And so that is the mechanism that sends you back, right? You, you mm -hmm. come in through the moon and you go out through the sun, I believe, uh, through the father. I thought, I thought, okay. There's some people who say like Tropic of Capricorn, Tropic of Cancer is where the souls come in and out. Oh, really? I, yeah. yeah, that's, that's old. That's old, like yeah. Greek and Roman. Oh, interesting. No. Yes. So, what what I what you were just saying to me is like Gnostic, right? That's like a Gnostic worldview. Is that like we're trapped, right? Yeah, I, I know. I shouldn't do this because then people will think like um, <laughs> again against flat Earth. So I should do this, right? <laughs> like like we're trapped here, right? And there's like 
in in the spirit realm, in the God world where the gods are, some of the gods decided to trap us here or something, right? Like they created like a mechanism where our souls would be trapped. Yeah, like I think I think there may be um a sort of hijack of the system for sure. Like I think that there's like a sort of satanic overlay involved in what this uh realm is supposed to be. Like I think, you know, I don't I don't necessarily lean toward like the whole prison planet thing. Right. Say. Um but I think I think that there is um yeah, I think that there's a sort of hijack. There's there are beings that take advantage of of the system, right? And they kind of misuse those mechanisms, perhaps. Mm -hmm. You know yeah, what see, I mean? See, I think those are human. <laughs> I think those are human beings. I think I think like the system. If the system was designed by gods, then it's it has to be good, right? That's the Platonic thing: is that the gods are good, right? Spirit is good. The problems start with people being fucked up to each other like just think if everyone was nice if everyone was good life would be fine right there would still be problems there would still be babies that are born like disfigured and shit like you know whatever like that would still happen but the majority of the problems are caused by people being dishonest in their dealings and taking advantage of other people right and then it's i think it's so overwhelming that we have to kind of like look to some supernatural thing of like, that's because Satan told them to do it. You know, Satan rules the world and people follow Satan, like that kind of stuff. Instead of just telling the people like, take it like, I think I, I hate to keep going back to like Plato, but like, I'm like kind of obsessed with, with that time period mm -hmm. or just, just how they dealt with psychopathy, because that's really what it was. It was how to deal with psychopathic oligarchs. Uh -huh. Right, because that's our problem. We got fuck oligarchs, and they have children who are psychotic, and then they grow up with all of the opportunities, and they start like fucking weapons manufacturing companies. Yeah. Like, how could you don't believe that they're communicating with something, you know, higher? I don't think it's higher. It's probably within their own when they're in their own psyche. Like, what causes that? What causes that sort of perturbation? of their psyche probably i don't i don't know that's that's the mystery right did like, you see my that, did you see my podcast with uh jerry marzinski yeah yeah i've heard him on a lot of podcasts do i like listening to him like where yeah that's very interesting like i think right. a lot of uh mental illness psychopathy and stuff like that is a spiritual issue you know yeah but again is it, it also could be like a malfunction of the body it could be like a malfunction of the combination like and it could be probably rectified through like training the soul right like if someone if we we had people if we had actual time in our lives to dedicate to like as we're growing up to be brought up in like a a, a a way of being that like respected our soul that we have a soul other people's have soul like yeah. you respect each other like you give each other like space like all that kind of stuff people grow up in really fucked up situations yeah for sure right trauma i think trauma causes trauma like people get psychologically traumatized right and then they say that opens up portals to other dimensions where they're the, then the, then the dark beings come in right it opens you up to being in right yeah. that's what people say right yeah. but 
I think the correlation is like the trauma is what causes it. I don't think it's like the you're blaming the the whatever the demons like that they're coming in. They find traumatized people, but maybe traumatized people just that's like a symptom of being traumatized. I mean, it could be a little bit of both. I think, right? Yeah, I mean, I think one sort of leads to the other, in in my experience. But I don't know. It's a, it's a really interesting view. I, I I'd have to really, I'd like to get into more uh, Platonism and stuff because it's a whole. I'll send you some like stuff that's easy to get started on because it's like kind of a maze. Right. <laughs> and and don't start with like the Republic and shit because it's that's. It's, the political stuff is kind of boring, but it, yeah. read the best one to me is like the it's like a trilogy of like Socrates, like it's his trial. Mm -hmm. And then it's it's called the apology. And then there's one where he just goes and talks to somebody at the court. Mm -hmm. like, And then there's one where he's sentenced. And then there's one where he's sitting in the in the jail cell waiting to be executed and he's talking to his friends. And they discuss the existence of the soul. It's, mm -hmm. it's deep. It's deep. I've read that one like four or five times. I've read some of that stuff. Like I think maybe more in relation to cosmology. But um, yeah, it is super interesting. Uh... Yeah, unfortunately, that cosmology, and I would say it's Ptolemaic. I would say I would call it Ptolemaic because um, Ptolem Ptolemy compiled that. Right. And, and that probably stopped me from becoming a flat earth <laughs> because I was too into that before I found flat earth. And I was kind of like, well, that makes more sense to me. Like, I don't, I don't really. So you are like, now a flat earther. No, you're not. You no, I'm a, I'm a geocentrist. Okay. But that doesn't really deal with the shape, right? No, but the, I'm still, I am a geocentrist, but I don't believe it's flat. I believe it's the center of a sphere. And it's like concentric spheres fitting into each other. <clears throat> concentric spheres. See, the model I've seen that resonates is, um, and I've had people describe this to me who have seen it in their spirit travels. Like a, one, my friend uh, said some really amazing stuff. I, I think it's like a flat plate with is surrounded by like sort of spherical toroidal fields. So it's a, it may be a little bit of a, of both in a way, but not the way people think. Okay. The only problem I have is the sun. Like explain the sun to me. Like I never could, I've watched videos of like, cause I was open, open-minded. Like, I don't know, you know, I don't know a hundred percent the shape of the planet. Right? I don't either. I, I don't make any, any positive claims on it. I, but I, but I don't, I've never seen a satisfactory explanation for the sun. Really? Like, you haven't seen the Flat Earthers model, though? They have, like, the sort of the sun going around like this. Yeah, but I also can go outside and, and look at the sunset, and it goes <laughs> it doesn't go like that. Like, well, cool. They say that it, pull, it pulls away from the horizon. That's really, like, sort of like our, pers uh, our perspective is a little bit skewed, so it's hard to... I, I know, and I've tried to go outside and look at it and really focus, I focus. Like I'm the type of person that goes out and looks at the sun for like two an hour just to like think about it and look at it and be like, so what is this thing? Because like, because you can read about it all day. You could, you know, people could tell you how far away it is, this and that. But go out there and look at it and be like, what is this? This is crazy. I, you know, I, think, that, 
I think at the end of the day, all that stuff, like the stuff happening in the heavens is like, you know, we're trying to translate Chinese using a ruler. That's what I say. Yeah, right, it, right. It, it's a more metaphysical thing and maybe way more complex than than we're trying to explain it as, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. That's why That's why the ancients were so amazing. They mapped that shit out. Like, mm. you, ever, you ever really try to truly read Ptolemy's Almagest, however you say that shit? Like, it's incredible. Like it's, it's like the, it's just putting you in this model and that model existed for a long time. And yeah, like it wasn't like Copernicus and Kepler and them, they weren't, they didn't dispute, like they weren't the ones who like debunked flat earth. You know that, right? Like what they, what they debunked was the Aristotelian, what they say they debunked was the Aristotelian cosmos. So at that time, they didn't think the world was flat. They thought it, they were reading Aristotle and Ptolemy, and they believed in the concentric spheres for a long time. Mm. But then for some reason, they, they went heliocentric. Well, what I do know is the Jesuits had a lot to do with the yeah. model as it stands today. And I think Copernicus and all those guys were uh, very influenced by, by the Jesuits. Um, and, you know, I don't claim to know shape but what i do know is that they've disproven earth curve when you talk to pilots they say that there is no earth curve uh they don't adjust for for the curvature of the earth right we're supposed to we're supposed to curve every certain number of miles is like eight miles or certain number of inches i don't really I don't, right, right now right i have no i have never really sat down and looked at that too much yeah. i don't have any explanation for that talk to jordan grant man I, I yeah i know i've i've read a lot of you guys conversations and his yeah. stuff about it and i like i said it's it all makes sense except when i start to think about the sun and the moon and the and the ecliptic the elliptic ecliptic what is it Equ the, the what do you call that the the zodiac oh yeah the belt like around like the mm -hmm. the, the, the movement of the planets and stuff you know like yeah. I, I just don't know how it could be nighttime in japan right now <laughs> like if if the sun's like, if we're a flat disc and the sun is going around like this, right? Like they like, so North is not really North. It's more like around in a circle, right? Is that, is that the model kind of? Wait, say like, it again. I'm trying to visualize the flat yeah. earth model, right? So we're, we're in, okay. I'm in New York right now, right? You're in, we're, you're in New York right now, right? So like it, when, when we think of North, right? Yeah. It's not really north in the flat earth model. It's more like around in a circle kind of, right? Um, or it's out. It's a no, uh, the one I've seen is a f just a flat plate um sort of pancake looking thing and then like the moon and sun just basically sort of go around like this, like a, right. a record player. You, you can go back and read very old flat earth cosmologies. They're interesting. There's um Anaximenes, there's a guy Anaximenes, mm -hmm. and he talked he talked about that how the it goes around like it's yeah. like a hat it's like a hat on top of it and it you spin it you turn it and it kind of goes around like that. Let me see if I can find a picture so I can. Show I, trust me, I've watched a lot of flat Earth videos and like tried to, but the only thing I can't wrap my head around is the is the move is the sun like how how is it. And how is it nighttime in Japan right now? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily like vibe with most flat earthers either. Like I I actually dislike a lot of them because they're they're too like they're too trapped into uh very restrictive sort of paradigms. Um and they they make you know they make, they come to conclusions and make assumptions that they have no uh business making. Like right. you know, because this one thing is true, well then there is no space whatsoever. Like the cosmos are fake. Uh, right. you know, and you can't, you can't make claims like that. Um, there's plenty out there in texts about the cosmos and I think it's more complicated than that. Um, so I don't know, I don't know about their, their model or any of their, how it works. I just know that it was, in, it was influenced by the Jesuits and, and, uh, you know, well, he heliocentrism was influenced by the Jesuits, like the Copernican model. No, the model we have now was influenced by the Jesuits. Yeah. That's, that's the Copernican model. Yeah. That's like the. Revol ro rotate around the sun right revolving. right right yeah right yeah that, I, don't, I don't think that shit's true right, right. i think i think a lot of that a, a lot of that has to do psychologically with taking you out of the center of the universe and putting right. you like random some random spot like right right and it's very yeah i mean that's that's their mo is to like and i think when you when you understand the cosmos um you understand it's it's a big key to the spirit and the soul and in, in, in sort of our evolution uh, in regards to that. So it's exactly why they would want to sort of fuck with that and, and, and change it up and, and make you just like, you know, a uh, speck in, in the middle of a vast vacuum. Oh, yeah. And they go with the billions of trillions of light years away. Like, get the fuck out of here. You don't yeah. even know what you're talking about. Like Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's such a clown. Yeah. Uh, those people are just like autistic and they can remember a lot of words and numbers and they just, they'll, I'll, I'll never win an argument with them because I can't remember as many words and numbers as them. But at the end of the day, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Shut up. Like, he just talks nonsense though. And he won't debate anybody. You know what I mean? Like he likes to pretend he's right about everything, but he, he won't debate a flat earther or, or, or anyone who knows. And you know, whenever they do actually show flat earthers, they pick the dumbest ones. Right. You know, to, to represent that whole movement. And there, don't, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of dumb flat earthers. Like I said, I don't, I don't vibe with a lot of them. Um, but there's really smart people who actually look into the true cosmology and, you know, they understand the math and all that. Like Jor Jordan's one of them. I mean, I know I, I, he would have me convinced. Like, I'm sure if I talked to him, he could convince me about like the curvature and shit. Like, that's all interesting to me. Yeah. I just, I just need a good explanation for the sun. Yeah, and if if someone told me there's two suns, like they're like they're like exactly opposite, and like one goes under the Earth and then the other one comes back, like maybe I would buy that. Sun, they say there's a center. Um, there's like a black yeah, the, center of the Earth or something. Yeah, and the Pyth going back to the Pythagoreans, they believed in a a central sun that we can never see, because they believed that the Earth moves. Pythagoreans, some of them especially. Yeah. That's where uh, I always get Kepler and Copernicus, Copernicus and Galileo confused. Like I always forget which one came first. But wh whoever whoever came first, he had his hands on some ancient Pythagorean, or it might not have been a Pythagorean, but ancient Greek cosmologies of the idea of the Earth revolving around the sun. So it's not like he just made it up. Yeah, he had he had reference to that. And then I think they just kind of wanted to go with that. I posted for whatever reason from, uh, Charles Fort the other day 
um, who was a yeah, guy. I saw that. Yeah, and and he said something about that he believed that the the Earth did move, but not to the degree like that people think, like just maybe slightly. And uh, right. Jordan actually replied that there there's no sort of math for that. That you need a um, what did he say? There's no you need a radius or something. Or I right, right, right. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't understand it really, but I saw it. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand like half of that stuff. You know what I mean? That's a little beyond my pay grade. Um, but I know that their model is incorrect. That's all I know is that it's been it's been disproven despite what people want to say. Uh, and it sucks that we can't talk about it. There's such a like, you know, stigma. Um, yeah. And you're a flat earther or whatever. But like right. they lie about everything, you think they're not going to lie about the nature of our earth, like, you know, our place in the cosmos and all that. Right. They're going to lie about that. And shit. totally take away the spiritual dimension. Yes, that's a big thing. Yeah, I wanted to talk about too. It's like, yeah, they're always, always but, uh, taking out the spirit. But this shit, go, it goes way back. It's to me, I, I consider it like there's a spectrum. There's like atomism, A-T-O-M-I-S-M. And then there's animism, A-N-I-S-M, right? So like the atom, atomism believes that there's own, the, the material is acting by itself. And the accidents caused consciousness, right? So like there's, there's atoms, for lack of a better word, they exist and their actions randomly have caused consciousness and consciousness exists by accident through these atoms, right? Yeah. And then those people have existed a very long time. Like you could go back again to the Greeks with De Democritus, right? He was like the first, I don't know if he's the first one, but he's the one, the earliest written ideas of atomism. Yeah. And Plato and Aristotle were very, like, they warned against this because it, like, it takes away the spiritual, it takes away your spirit. Like, mm. you just believe that the universe is an accident. Mm. Like, that's worse than thinking the universe was created by evil gods because at least... If the universe was created by evil gods, you got a good God on your side. You could like yeah. pray and shit. But if you just think that there's nothing, no spirit, that, that's atheism. Yeah. The atheists are the, are the dumbest in my, in my view, because right. they just believe like space farted and there's no reason for anything. Right. Like all this so, complexity just happened for nothing. The big bang. <laughs> yeah. There could have been a bang, but something set that into motion. You know, like there's probably there's a lot of bangs. I'm sure there's a lot of bangs. Yeah, but <laughs> that's hard to wrap your head around, though, right? Like, yeah, uh, et eternity, like the idea of like the eternal cosmos, right? Like, there, how could there be a beginning? I don't, I don't, so, well, t I mean, like, even that's one thing I I can't wrap my head around is like, um, you know, they say God just is it, right it, it, like there was there's nothing before him right. it so yeah that's i mean just it's so outside of like linear thinking or the, the sort of system of thought that we're used to but you know i don't think we're supposed to understand this shit we're like trapped in five senses you know where our our band of frequency is like so ridiculously infinitesimal right, right. um yeah we're not we're not supposed to, or we've been, you know, probably manipulated to a, a great degree to not be able to 
perceive certain things as well. Yeah. So we work. So we're more efficient workers. Like they want us to fuck. Like they've always wanted people to just work and shut up. Like just. Yeah. Right. And I don't, I, of course you have to work. I don't mean like not like you can't just lay around, but you got to do shit. But like the slave labor of like. Right. And that's getting even more insidious now because they're totally hiding it. Like it's, it's like they say that they ended slavery. Like it's, it's crazy. <laughs> they didn't end slavery. They started a new form of slavery with no visible chains. The chains are invisible. And China, they fucking they enslaved China for so long. Like they just everything they were like, let's just make the Chinese make everything and and so it could be cheaper. So because they we don't have like that's fuck that's evil, right? Like just well, their whole like government enslaves the people. Yeah, I mean, but don't you think their government was taught by like the American technocrats? Like they went over there and like said, look, this is what you got to do. Like Ke- Kissinger. Yeah, I think it's the it's not even necessarily like to blame those countries like is wrong. It's the 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 elites on top who are communicating together, who right? All that shit, right? They bring all those ideas and they spread it around, and that's the technic, the technocrats, right? Yeah, yeah, technocrats are part of that for sure. Uh, and you know they're bringing the Chinese Chinese model here. They want to bring that the whole social credit score system here, and you can see that happening very slowly. You know, we're already, you know, getting digital everything. Um, you know, in China, they're like, they're swiping their hand to like buy stuff or they have you to You could do them. that here. You could do that here in Whole Foods. They have the Amazon Palm thing. Oh, right. Yeah. There are some places, right? That, yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. Seeing that stuff happen like slowly, but surely. And like, I go to a grocery store now and there's like two real like human cashiers and the rest are. It's all uh, do it yourself, like scan it yourself. Yeah, and, but at the scan it yourself, you could forget to scan some items and just put them in your bag. So that's good. I think it's you better. Could, but that that shit like sense <laughs> if you put anything in the wrong place. I hate using those. Like, I know. Put I, something down. Like if I put my I cell know. phone down, it's like you're calling a human to help you. It's like well, do, that, do you yell at? I yell at them. I say shut the fuck up. When every time it says, <laughs> I I can't help it. I yell at them. Yeah, I can't help. Anytime a machine starts to talk to me, I instinctively just say, "Shut the fuck up! I don't want to talk to machine. I don't want to talk to you." I hate it, dude. But in, but you can tell it's a stepping stone, right? It's a step yeah, totally toward a whole digital world where they remove humans, you know, and human interaction. Uh, yeah, I hate it. I hate seeing that. And and like, you know, when several months ago, I was in. Um, Rockefeller Center or somewhere around there. No, I, I forget. One of those, Carnegie Hall, maybe. Um, and they had like the the facial recognition sign up where they, they yeah, said, oh, oh yeah, yeah. In your freaking face right now. If you don't like it, well, too bad. Yeah, I went into one of those tall, I forgot what the name of the building is. It's not even, it's it's really tall. It's kind of, it's like a, one of the tallest skyscrapers in New York. Mm-hmm. But it, it's kind of a generic name, like the Pinnacle. I think it's called the Pinnacle. Mm-hmm. It's not really a. It's not. It's the least famous skyscraper in New York. But they have a cool like observation desk and shit. Mm. Observation deck, not desk. At the top, it's it's high. It's like ninety seven stories. But right. when we went in, we had to do like some put our face in a thing, and it like biometric. Yeah, biometric. That's crazy. Scan dude. scanning your eye. Yeah. No way. 
Okay. But they promise you, oh, we're not going to save it. It's just for while you're here. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. They're not allowed to. I, I had a podcast with Pete Stone. He explained all about how they're, you can you can go after him for that. Check that out if you're interested. Um, but yeah, dude, it, I mean, the stuff they're doing. And the thing is that like, People are so lazy they don't they won't fight that. You know, they won't they won't fight back with that stuff. They'll they're they're just gonna accept it, you know, especially in places like New York. Well, didn't Neuralink didn't they just bring that up again? Neuralink? They just implanted the first human. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a tweet from Elon Musk. Yeah. yeah, me too. Imagine that. Like how is that even real? How would anyone consent to that? Be like, Yeah, sure. Why not? Dude, that's a huge step in their their whole like AI agenda turning us into freaking cyborgs anytime you talk about it though people say well don't you want handicapped people to be able to walk and shit because they say that's what it's for right it's to like help help people who can't move their arms and legs like they'll be able to move their arms and legs or of course, they're always going to disguise it it's always going to be under the guise of good right there's always going to be good parts to it but that's how they that's how they get it going you know what i mean Right. But just think if they could control your arms and legs, you don't think they're going to have fuck, like armies of, of arms and legs controlled soldiers and, and builders and shit. No, I mean, yeah, you're going to give like the government or whoever like access to your body, your brain. Fuck that, dude. It's over. <laughs> like if you do that, like I would never trust them. You know what I mean? Regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, like. And I'm not on. I any know you. But, uh, I know you said you don't really watch the news much, but you if you ever want to just for like an hour, watch Reuters, you know, Reuters. Oh, God. Yeah, that's the best because that's the most pure propaganda you could get. Like It's it's <laughs> it funded it's all, by Gates or something. It's the most pure propaganda. Like when you watch that, you see exactly what they want you to think, like exactly like they were they were huge in the whole covid thing reuters i remember yeah. looking into like their funding and stuff i think it was like bit like bill gates was like a huge funder of that or like the pharma industry or whatever but they were they were essentially if you look into that they were essentially like fact checking themselves and saying that they right, were, yeah. <laughs> you know reuters is total propaganda yes i like that's why i watch it to find out what's happening like yeah. what, what's what's going on in the propaganda world yeah I, speaking of propaganda, I saw that Chris Cuomo was doing like a, he has like his own podcast now or something. He was interviewing RFK Jr. Oh God! <laughs> like, what what a turn of events that is. Were, were they like posing and like, <laughs> doing doing push ups with each other, like doing push ups and clapping hands in the middle? Like that was off off camera. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, RFK he became such a joke. Like I'm so embarrassed that like a couple of years ago I was like, ah, oh, he's actually pretty cool, RFK Jr. Then like as time went by, I was like, oh man. Like, I told you I got that email from his uh his campaign like months ago, like spend yeah. the day falconing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> spend the day falconing with RFK Jr. We have no learn the yeah with no shirt. Learn the art of falconry with <laughs> RFK Jr. I'd do that just for a picture with a falcon and RFK yeah. with no shirt on. Like <laughs> my Facebook picture forever. <laughs> so weird, dude. Yeah, no, like he's, I've been telling people he's a joke for a long time, in my opinion. Uh, he's obviously like another controlled op. And and I'm ashamed that people don't see it, especially after Trump. Um, Yeah. He's got like his that Kennedy family is very much tied to the to the Jesuits. 
So do you think they actually killed them or do you think like, cause do you think that those deaths were like fake or like, I don't know, man, I've read stuff where, um, it could be plausible that, that they did fake that stuff or, you know what, my, my other thing is maybe there, there are sort of different factions competing and they, they kill yeah, them. Right, right. right. Like mafias, like different families. Yeah. I think ultimately they want the same thing. They sent the same goal, but they're sort of competing in, in certain ways. So that may be the case or they faked it. Um, I'm not sure, man. I've read a little bit about that stuff that uh, I have a file on it, but uh, I don't have the time to like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that one is too much for me. Like I, yeah. I, I don't, I pro I think the story is probably fake. I'm sure the story is fake. Whatever the official story is, I don't believe it. But I don't have the time to go into like what really happened. Well, it is interesting that the Kennedy, the JFK assassination, it looks like they cut it or they filmed it on different days because the, the seats change. Oh, really? The number of seats changed in the in the limo or whatever he was in. Um, so, there, yeah, there is some really strange stuff, man. And, you know, I don't put it past them. I think they've been sort of creating these little scenes and traumatic events and whatever, these psyops since like time immemorial, you know, uh, who knows? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I forget where I read it. I think it's o Ospensky. His name is PD Ospensky. He kind of put a theory out there that like the Jesus story was enacted in real life as like a as like a a play kind of like they they did that like they put on this play of Jesus in real life and and like I don't know if they really sacrificed him or fake sacrificed him but that was like a a mystery a mystery play like it was like an, an enactment of a mystery but they actually did it and they like what's that Talking about the JFK assassination? No, Jesus. I'm going back to oh. I'm talking about oh, Jesus. Actual, okay. so, so even going way back then, like the story of Jesus was like played out in real life as kind of like um a sacrifice. Right? Like like the whole thing was planned, like his whole life. Like he was he was going to because they used to do that. And like See, I don't believe he existed. I don't know. This this theory was interesting. I don't I don't think that the story is true that like he's resurrected and shit like in Virgin Mary like whatever. But the idea that they they put on like a a play in real time in real life and then sacrifice this guy because they they do that. They used to have this thing where someone would be born and they would choose that person to live like a perfect life until they were like eighteen and then they would sacrifice them. Okay. Right. So they would plan this, 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 this person would have like a beautiful life. Like they would get whatever they wanted. Like they were treated like, like a God kind of, mm -hmm. but then at, at, at a certain age, they would sacrifice them. Yeah. So if this practice was going on for forever, right. So I've read, like, I've just entertained the idea that Christianity was like brought into the world by this sacrifice like of a mystery play kind of like it like see i i've i've gone into this pretty deeply i i um i just see no real proof that G at least biblical jesus existed i think that there may have been like a man that they loosely based that on um and then they sort of like you know manipulated the story 
If you read Joe, like Joseph Atwell's work, uh, yeah, I do. I like him. Uh, yeah. Caesar's Messiah. Caesar's Messiah, right? Um, there's just too much that doesn't make sense. Like, first of all, there's no uh, real evidence beside one like heel bone that crucifixion, right. especially done with nails, was ever a thing. Like, there's nothing. They found one heel bone with like a bolt in it, and yeah. it was like in a box with some random dude's name. Um, that's the only evidence they have. And so, yeah, I think I, I, I don't see any evidence that he actually lived as far as the biblical stories. And because the sort of like, so, so um, was it Titus Flavius, like his life uh, stories, like his military campaign matches up exactly with the, with the events of Jesus's life in the Bible. Right. Yeah. Right. And and Josephus had the essentially the story of the crucifixion in his autobiography, which was written prior. Right. right. Yeah. No. I know. I I read that. I know his his theory, and I, like I when I read it, I believed it, and I like. But when I read the other one, I believed that too. So I kind of I don't know which one. You know what I'm saying? Like they're both plausible to me. Yeah. I I would just need more, you know, more proof that 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 a man actually existed connected to those biblical stories. And that would be like a hell of a coincidence, you know, um, just reading about all the, you know, the, the Roman empire. And I, I think that they, they wrote all the, all that stuff in the Bible. They manipulated the Bible, but I think that there is a lot of truth in the Bible and it was, it, it came from somewhere. Right. Um, and there's heard, about like a, I, a healer too, that went to India who Jesus may be based on. But. Apollonius. Apollonius of Tyana. Oh, is that you're talking about? Yeah, I'm not I, sure. I forget. Yeah. Huh. He was, I think he was a Pythagorean, but like a later Pythagorean. Like, okay. But some people say he was just like a, a pagan version of Jesus. Like they just wanted their own, they wanted their own like holy man. So they kind of made him up too. That's what I, that's, that's a, that's a thing. But also that, that story, like Jesus in the Bible is the 16th iteration of that same story. We're like, uh, you know, Oh yeah. Right. No, I know. I'm, I, I know totally. Yeah. I, I'm, I believe, I agree with you about that. I don't yeah. think that, I don't think that the story is historically accurate. Like, yeah. At all. <laughs> and plus, plus when you look at that time period, right. Zero, I guess the year, right. If you look at that time, like around the turn of the, the first millennium, whatever that the zero, oh. like ADBC, that, there was so much like sophisticated literature at that time, just just so many other bodies of thought and like philosophies and stuff like that to believe that just this one story yeah, is more important than all the other stuff going on. Just because like people say this guy is the son of God, like there was so much other stuff at that time yeah, that it just it's just like it was made important later. You know, it was obviously made right. to be important. Yeah. And they did that in various places of the world. Like all the, all the religions were sort of like implanted and the same sort of story fed to people. Right. Uh, and, you know, a lot of those figures, like the Roman Flavians and stuff, that, which are essentially cult bloodlines, they inserted themselves into those stories because they, um, they, they believed themselves to be divine. They wanted their like sort of divinity to be carried over throughout other stories and other characters. Um, in, in that period, it was called typology. It was just sort right, of right, right. wrote things. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I agree with that. I I like I said, I read his book, and I just I started telling everybody <laughs> right after I read it. I was like telling people that theory, Joseph Atwell. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, and and the God, the God of the Bible, Quran, all those that is not <laughs> that is not the God that you think. That is basically Satan, the demiurge, whatever you want to. Well, yeah, well, that's that's where the Gnostics got a lot of influences by take by like deconstructing the Genesis story and saying that like the serpent was the good guy because he wanted to give people knowledge, mm. right? That the, the creator God was the false creator. And like, isn't that a Gnostic, isn't that a Gnostic story? Like the Gnostic interpretation of the, of Genesis that in, in the garden, God, God trapped man was trapped in the garden and the serpent freed him that i have read an account like that but i don't know if i can say that it was gnostic uh i'm not sure i don't remember their sort of view on that uh but i have i have heard people who believe that uh yeah the the serpent was actually good i don't know well i mean it's it's literally not gnostic because the tree of knowledge is is gnostic like not gnosis means knowledge yeah so like if if the serpent led eve to the guard to the tree of knowledge and she ate the apple of the fruit of knowledge then she received gnosis mm -hmm. like that's that's their that's kind of the underlying theme i think like yeah that was the first time i heard of gnosticism was like that the interpretation of of genesis looking at it from the opposite way mm -hmm. that you're, you're told yeah, gotta get Marty Leeds on the show. I don't. Who's that? Well, he does. He runs like I think Gnostic Academy. It's called on YouTube. He did a great video on um on the whole like Israel thing. <laughs> oh like, God! You know, to be honest, since that shit happened, October seventh, like I've been like different. Like my, it really affected me. How so? I I just feel like it's just. Like I can't believe that they just fuck, like killed like fuck twenty five thousand people, and it's it's just part of the news cycle. Like they don't even the first few day, first few weeks they were telling you how many people they were killing. They were like ten thousand yeah. are dead in Gaza, and then it's they a, stopped. It's Hamas, right? It's Hamas. Don't you know that, John? It's a it's amazing how many Republicans like blow Israel. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they are so duped. Yeah. Right? Bro, you're falling for the same terrorist plot line from 9-11, essentially. Like. Yeah, even during all of COVID, I still never was, like, trusting Republicans. <laughs> I was like, I hated, I hated them first. Then I started, I, before, I, didn't, I never liked Democrats, but I, I didn't hate them as much as Republicans. Now I hate them the same amount. Like, yeah. If you believe either of these fucking parties are going to help, are, like, on your side, you're insane. It's another huge psyop that people refuse to let go of. Yeah. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I vibe with a lot of conservative people, mo maybe more so these days than the, the liberals, uh, just because the liberals are so whacked out. They don't make any fucking sense. And they believe in like being authoritarian fascists now. Um, so I'm okay with a lot of like conservative values and traditional values. I like that part of it, but I don't like, as far as the parties go, no, I'm I'm good with being outside of that whole psyop. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I would ever call myself a conservative, but I. I don't even know what it means anymore. Uh, like, uh, well, uh, yeah, I guess if you're conserving yourself from like the crazy shit that's going on, you're a conservative, right? Like, you're just not, you're not going along with it. You're, you're staying back from it, right? Well, I, I see it as people with a more traditional sort of, more traditional values. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I know you waited till you got married to have sex, right? Me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not <laughs> married. <but laughs> I'm just saying, like. Mm, yeah <laughs> no too late for that sorry yeah. <laughs> um no but i mean yeah it gets extreme like you can be like extremely like way too traditional too right and i mean that's that's fine too it's just that every side like li i like a lot of liberal people i like a lot of conservative people but they both get whacked out at a certain point they both go too far right so I don't know. I'm just like, I'm, I like to be balanced, right? I'm on team balanced be, because right really that's what life is about. And they're constantly trying to put you off kilter by putting you in one of these camps so that you go all the way extreme left or you go all the way extreme right. Right. You know I mean, and either of those things are going to fuck you up and, and, and just going to divide. Right. And, and make you argue with, with other people around you and just keep yeah. separated. Yeah. I'm all about live and let live. Like, I don't care if you're gay. There's nothing I can do about that shit anyway. Like you, right. <laughs> you like who you like. Just don't, just don't push your whatever on me or right. my kids or, or whatever. Like I don't like dogma, whether it's religion or your whatever ideology you're into. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, there's, there's a healthy balance for, for both. Yeah, man. It was the fucking like, bioengineering that really got me scared like all ideology shit i could kind of talk my way around like i could like if i'm with somebody i don't agree with on an ideology yeah i could like just kind of talk around it kind of like come to some kind of agreement but the but the idea that like if you don't get injected you're not like you're yeah. you know what i mean like when it started getting about like needles like when they're like well you need to get injected i was like what That's i need to get injected Dude, I, I wonder if people have really fully fucking processed that now, especially yeah. like the left. Like, no, you, they, what they're, you were they're, <laughs> I was reading the New York, I was a, visiting someone in the hospital and they had the New Yorker magazine and I was reading through it. It's fucking, it's terrible, the New Yorker. I'm reading through it and I'm like, you know, this is written like expressly for vaccinated <laughs> people. I was like, this is like vaccination literature. It's like, right. it's like, this is. I mean, this is totally like you, you have to believe in the, in the, like the transhumanist paradigm to, to like be a part of liberal society. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every, I mean, most media out there is, was basically for, for those people, uh, especially at that time, it was nuts, but just the, I mean, are people not ashamed of that? Like, it, it, it boggles my mind that people aren't ashamed of, of what they did during during that time. I mean, you stopped people from going grocery shopping, from going to a movie. I mean, they kicked out autistic kids for not wearing masks. Uh, like, what, Trader Joe's, like, kicked out an autistic kid? <laughs> I mean, it happened everywhere in all kinds of, I, I know a girl in New York who was in a wheelchair and she had a stoma and they kicked her out. 
like you're fucking disgusting like how can you claim to be a liberal person like the very word liberal is against all that shit that you did it's you're a, you're the 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 definition of fascist right when you impose a medical intervention on people that's their fucking choice it was it, it was crazy man and i i mean i got some crazy stories from that era that i'll never forget <laughs> yeah it was like it's horrifying that that uh like it's horrifying that they've convinced the groups of people that you would think would be championing like freedom you know like championing like especially i i grew up thinking like everyone kind of on the left was anti-corporation that's the that's what i thought it used to like, be that's, I know, that's what I thought. So I yeah. thought when COVID started, I was like, oh, well, everyone's just going to know that's the fucking corporations doing this, right? Everyone's going to know this is just some sort of like consortium to like where the tech companies and the pharmaceutical companies and the military and they're all like just fucking doing this together and we're, we're being like manipulated. No, no one, everyone was like, no, we Johnson and Johnson is all right. Pfizer is all right with me. Like, Dude, they started deep throating big pharma like <laughs> fuck did they like how did all of a sudden people like Pfizer and George Bush? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, have you ever who have you went back and seen that commercial with George Bush, Barack Obama, and Bill Clinton standing there talking about vaccinations? It's revolting, yeah. Oh. I just watched that recently. I was like, holy shit, that actually happened. Dude, to watch that shit, like all like commercials like that, I mean, and they were everywhere, was like so obvious to me that I was being propagandized, right? It was, it was such obvious propaganda and like there were such obvious liars and manipulators. I wonder how, like, what is it like to be that stupid that you could watch that and be like, yeah, yeah, these people are, yeah, they're. Because <laughs> you know, cause you, know you, you know what it is, man? You and I are kind of lucky because we're we're free of the idea of like, viruses yeah. right if you actually believe in viruses that had to be a scary time for a lot of people but like dude, they were going i spent the beginning believing in viruses yeah but then once you started seeing how ridiculous it was you stopped right like but if if you didn't let your mind question those things hmm. you would have been i mean you would have been scared or or you would have been like no my immune system is strong enough like fuck those you know you would have I know some people still believe in viruses, but they think that they have a, their immune system is strong. So like, yeah, but it, it natural also, immunity. It was an in, internal choice. You know what I mean? Like, cause there was a moment, like at first I thought it was bullshit. I thought it was really weird. Like, cause, cause of all of the like other virus scares, like bird flus they, they had. So I immediately thought it was bullshit, but then they started showing like bodies and freezer trucks and stuff like that. And so I, I thought, okay, they really must've released something. And so there was, there was like a moment where I did believe it was, it was real. And I saw people, I saw people walking outside during this. And I was like, I had, I had this, this moment that I was ashamed of where I was like, why are they outside? You know? Mm. And then I was like, wait a minute. Like, what the fuck? That's not like, I have no right to tell those fucking people not to be outside. Like, it's not my business. Like what? Why did I feel like I like it was okay for me to dictate 
what those people did with their lives. And I totally like, I kind of like mentally kicked my own ass over that. And I realized like that they were, they were setting those wheel, those sort of wheels in motion for, for people to get outraged against their neighbors and stuff. And it was, it was a total dividing and conquer uh, tactic. So, yeah. so couldn't surpass that, you know? I, I don't want to say I'm lucky because I, don't, I didn't feel lucky at the time, but I'm lucky that co- coming into COVID, I already doubted viruses, virals, hypothesis, because my mother was a victim of like the AIDS scam. Like my, so she was given AZT and I went through that whole thing. And then I, was, I read some books later, like Peter Duesberg's book. Yeah. And although he doesn't come out and say viruses don't exist, I, after reading his book, I kind of developed my own understanding. I was like, well, I think that what they're measuring is like just some like cellular debris. And they're saying that that's causing the disease, but that's actually like the aftermath of the disease, right? Like that's what happens when you, when you have a health problems, you're, your cells die and you have this genetic fragments in your body and they there's but they're lying and saying that those genetic fragments are are attacking you and that's that's ridiculous right again it's an inversion yeah so when covid started i already had that like idea in my mind but then i started seeing listening to podcasts like david crow's podcast and like oh, seeing yeah yeah i know i felt so bad when he died i, I was like i was like Right in the beginning of COVID too, I was like, right a couple months in, I was like, every week I was like looking forward to listening to that, and then he he died. I was like, oh shit, man, what terrible timing! I yeah, I saw a lot of his stuff, and it was just incredible the research that he did. Yeah, David Crow, and he did research on like all the past, the past ones too, like the original SARS. Yeah, right, and even even like the the. A Venice, a plague in Venice. He had like a cool presentation of like a plague in Venice. Oh, interesting. Uh, like in fourteen, fifteen something. Mm. I got. And then go there was like find his stuff, more of his stuff. Yeah, that that time period was crazy. Yeah, it was. I was just imagine that like ninety nine, because because not believing in viruses is like probably the smallest subset of like pe- people who doubt shit right like i think there's way more flat earthers than like yeah terrain terrain theory or whatever you know oh, i've talked to flat earthers who don't know anything about the virus non-existent. right yeah. right so i think that's like a that's like a very small group of people like i've i've i don't think i've ever met anybody in my in real life that just thought that without me trying to talk about it and then like, like not believing me you know like it's really hard to meet people yeah so that was insane. That was like, and, and then after that, I, I don't think I'll ever trust television media again the rest of my life. Oh yeah, I know. Right. It was incredible how they, you know, kind of like conglomerated and, and just all, you know, they were all on the same page and just total like unification of propaganda. Yeah, what's that video clip where they all say the same thing? Yeah, you know, they, they have like, yeah, that was crazy. 
Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to serve, serve our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned, concerned about trouble and trying to be responsible one-sided news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media Dude, that like how can people watch that and not think like something's up? You know what I mean? They don't want they don't wanna. They that like I said, they're afraid that's what I was trying to get to. They are still afraid of the thing. Yeah. Right. They believe there's a thing in the air. Imagine well, going outside, going outside and thinking that there's things in the air that they go inside you and they, they start replicating and like setting yeah. up like a little computer in your cell and being like, that's fucking, that's like totally up Bill Gates's alley to imagine that that's what's happening. Like a, a, a random foreign invader goes into your body and starts programming your cells. Like that's ridiculous. Well, it's a war model. And then they can't, show any of that actually happening it's like show us a direct you know microscopy of of like cells being hijacked like you say and take find that virus isolated by itself without adding all the shit that you're adding you know put it in a in a healthy host and cause the disease you're talking about and then repeat it like coax postulates you know what i mean like they can't do that because they know it's impossible there they are there are no sub-microscopic attackers like flying through the air even you, you talk to any mainstream virologist they'll tell you they can't find any of that shit they can't find a virus in saliva sweat blood semen they can't do a direct microscopy of it and find it let's just look at who who formed the foundation who set up the foundation of like this molecular biology of, or germ theory stuff it's it's industrialists who are poisoning people Yep. And they, they have to find another, another, like ex, another reason that the people are sick instead of it's it just being the industrial poison or like the, the shit that they're making people eat the air, the water, like look at those things first before you start inventing fucking sub microscopic terrorists. Like it's crazy. It's an, it's an evil business model. When you really get down to it, you understand, you know, that, that it benefited them. Because of, I mean, look at all the shit that they sell. Like now, you know, kills ninety nine percent of viruses. Like every everything is based on that, you know. And bait and kids got to take like seventy injections just to be able to go to like public school. Jesus Christ, yeah. No one. I'm sorry to say, but no wonder they're all like just like with their phones, like completely like hypnotized, like just sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's multiple levels of yeah indoctrination now and and messing with our biology it's it just as that's like my my life goal is just to not become a cyborg like that's pretty much it like <laughs> if i die if i die like still a human being i'll be like well i did it like i didn't become a cyborg there's going to be a small group left who have retained their human form yeah
don't that, know. That, that shit is all gonna break down. Like they're not gonna be able to really fucking control like Neuralink from satellites and have like it's just gonna break. Like there's probably gonna be some like electrical storm and it's gonna fuck it all up one day. Yeah. That's why I believe in like good gods. I don't think like the gods would let that happen. The gods are like, nah, that's not what we wanted when we created the earth or whatever. <laughs> well, I don't think, I don't think the gods would be happy with like a, with like a cyborg hive. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know what the gods are. <laughs> gods. Are, I don't really believe I don't know about the gods, uh, but I, I know about God. Uh, singular the one the one true uh i think eventually that one will will have a say uh and i think it's i think i think the earth is sort of gonna is connected to to god and that will eventually sort of shake off all of this bullshit yeah i agree i think that at the end or maybe not even the end because why would that be the end like why would it just be the end to make everything like peaceful you know i i think it will well i think that there is a system of evolution even with planets and with people and uh i think eventually it splits off and you know there's like a sort of higher spiritual form of the earth that goes on into another timeline and a lower form that goes somewhere else um uh, yeah, that's sort of like the anthroposophical uh, right. system, which is really interesting, and it makes sense because it's sort it's sort of like a good and evil, high frequency, low frequency type of deal, and um, yeah, and the you know the this the planets are all sort of points of initiation on your way to become like an angelic being or higher spiritual being, whatever you want to call it. Something similar to that goes back to like the. Neoplatonists, and, I don't, and they might have gotten it from somewhere else, but the idea that when your soul descends to the earth, it, it picks up like accretions from each planet, right? So each planet, it like picks up like they call it accretions. I don't know what another word for that is, like debris, like it, it gathers material. Yeah. So, so when you go, when you go back, you're shedding that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think, didn't Ptolemy have some stuff like that too? I don't know. Enough. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. It goes back. It, right. It, but there was a lot of, a lot of them talk about that. It's a Neoplatonist. I read it in the Neoplatonist, like they, like the soul vehicle as the soul vehicle comes, descends, it, it gathers. Yeah. And then the material is he, like, it becomes heavy. I did a video uh, about the stars uh, with a, a clip from um, Santos Bonacci explaining mm. the whole process. It's a it's a nice little short if you're on my uh, Bit Shooter Odyssey channel. Still on there. Um, yeah, I totally I believe in that. Makes sense to me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, why not want to be part of the cosmos? Like, why be alienated from it? Like. I think you we're all, I mean? yeah, to the cosmos. Right. They, but they alienate us from it. That's what you were, you're, and oh, we never even talked about Project Bluebeam. I guess we have to do that another time. That's what you wanted to talk about. But yeah, well, we don't have time. Oh, what time is it? Yeah, I got, I got some time to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, <clears throat> yeah, talking about how 
you know, we've been disconnected from, from the spirit and the soul. Uh, I just see that. I see that happening a lot with project Bluebeam, and I'm not saying like project Bluebeam is necessarily wrong or false or whatever, but, uh, I think people are have like taken project Bluebeam and, and just run with it way too much because you have to understand like their ultimate goal is to disconnect you from soul and spirit and to kind of push this really cold, dead machine, like AI existence. Right. So everybody, like I posted, I posted this video on my Instagram of um, something that looked like an angelic being uh, captured from an airplane. And I don't know, I didn't say it was necessarily real or fake or whatever, but I, you know, thought it was interesting. And I had my friend who I, who I trust very much, who has direct experiences with angelic beings. And she was able to describe to me the movements and what the movements meant. Um, and they, they all meant something to her. And she said it resonated in a, in a, in a truthful way to me. So I was like, okay, I, you know, could be real. Could be. But everyone's like, no, Project Bluebeam, it's a laser, it's a hologram. Like everything is a fucking laser. Everything is a hologram now. Like, so you're basically denying any type of spiritual beings, any soul, spirit, whatever, like all that stuff. Like they got you. They got you. That's where they want you. They want you to think that everything is a fucking hologram. Everything right. is a laser, right? And and you know what? Like it's not above the CIA and all those people to leak shit on purpose. They've admitted to doing that in the past. All right, all right. So we have to allow for that possibility that they put that shit out there to totally dupe you. And it worked, bro, because everybody's like, I did blue beam. It's blue beam. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> like every fucking thing. Like, so are you just an atheist then? And not there's like no there's no other right. being like it's not possible. Like we're screwed if we don't even al allow for that possibility. Like shit's going to go down one day and and people are not prepared for it. Right? I think that we're going to we're going to see the reality of like the realm and beyond what that we're living in. And you know, if we think everything is cold dead, you know, AI hologram I don't know. I don't know where we're going to be as a, as a, as a world, you know? So you're saying that the, the images or the, like the beings that people are reporting are like interdimensional or like celestial beings or aliens, because I thought project blue beam was more about like aliens. Yeah, well, there are no aliens. Everything everything is connected to the cosmos. Every being is connected to the cosmos. A aliens is a term that they coined to dupe us mm -hmm. from from knowing what you know that they're they're just other there are various beings, right? And we're, we're they're all like us, they're connected to the cosmos. They're just some of them are uh they're they're kind of devolved, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so they're in a different state of evolution. And so they call them aliens. So whatever, if you want to call them that, sure. But, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying like, 
everything or even that video was real. But right. I'm saying like, you should look at uh, that video and every video and be like, okay, there are two possibilities here. A, it's real. B, it's false. It's a hologram. Because both those could be true, right? We know they have the technology to do that. I've covered it. Mm -hmm. I did a whole podcast on, on that stuff, probably more than that. I've covered the AI, all that stuff. But if you're just going to deny the spirit and the soul and, the, and that the, any other sort of being exists, then I don't know, man. Just call yourself See, an atheist. I thought that the Project Bluebeam was more about trying to explain like the nuts and bolts flying saucer type alien shit. Like I thought Project Bluebeam was, was projecting like flying saucers. Like, like no, yeah. it was spirit. It was supposed to be like angelic beings. It's both. Part of it okay. is like they, right. they could project, you know, UFOs, crafts. They, uh, but they can also project Jesus. They can oh, project sure. religious uh, figures to try and dupe people. Because what they want to do is they want to start like a new religion, like a one-world religion uh, that's based right. on the whole alien god thing, right? right. They want you worshiping their fucking right. demonic aliens or whatever. Um, that's what that they, is about. And they've got like 50 years of programming that people have been watching and falling in love with like Star Trek and people are so into that, like into that yeah. sci-fi right. space shit that they're going to love it. Like NASA, NASA's a religion. <laughs> yeah. But I hate, when I see people with a NASA shirt, I'm just like, oh God, fucking NASA shirt. <laughs> I feel bad for them because I know they're just like kids who grew up like thinking about space, like love, like wanting to go to space. And yeah. I never, I never really wanted to go to space. Like, but I, I want to ask you, have you, have you ever seen something in the sky personally that you did not know what it was and you really still don't know what it was to this day? Yes. Me too. I, I have. Yeah. I was coming back home from a set in New York at like four in the morning, me and my, my girlfriend at the time. This was like 2011, something like that. And I looked up in the sky and there was this thing like i thought it was a plane at first but it was moving like like that or something it was just like moving weird and i was so tired that i was just like i don't that's weird did she see it too yeah she did and i sort of reunited with her recently <laughs> and i don't know if she remembered it as vividly as me but she, i think she remembered it um yeah i don't know what it was but it was definitely not a plane yeah I saw something at Astoria Park. You know Astoria Park, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I looked up to like to my left and kind of far away, and I saw like this red blob, kind of right. And mm -hmm. I could have been at at the beginning. I could have thought it was a lot of like balloons, right? You know when people like there's like a a car used cars and they're selling like they have a sale and they have like hundreds of balloons and sometimes they escape they they get cut and they fly away into the sky and it looks cool like there's like hundreds of balloons flying away right, right? so when i first saw it i i was like what what is that that looks is that like a million balloons because it was big it was like kind of it was probably like the size of a, a blimp right maybe a little smaller than a blimp Right? I was like, that's a lot of balloons. And it didn't go up. It went like 
on a par on a line. Like it just was going like it was going look, it looked like it was going somewhere. Like it was going like this, not like floating up and farther away and getting smaller. It stayed the same size and just kept going above us. Right. And like I was looking at it very carefully to see if there was like segments so that I could say, oh, that's balloons. But I didn't really see any segments. It just looked like a like a kind of like a jellyfish texture. Right. And there were, I, I went up to some stranger, some guy sitting on the bench. And I was like, can you just look at this, please? So I know I'm, the, I'm not the only one seeing it. And he's like, whoa, what the fuck is that? I said, I don't know. What is that? And we both like talked about it as it went over us and kept flying and going away. And like I asked the guy for his phone number just in case people didn't believe me that I saw it. But then I never I never called him or anything because that's weird. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I wanted a witness. I wanted to like say I saw something that I don't know what it was. It might have been some technology that I'm not aware of, like some kind of weather balloon technology or something, but it was a weather balloon. A Chinese weather balloon, maybe. But dude, if you look in the news, there's been a lot of weird sightings in New York City and all around everywhere. Um, but it just barely makes the news or people just kind of like ignore it. You know, like in the late 70s, there was like a, a UFO thing over New York. Like there's a John Lennon song where he references it. The, oh, there was also the Battle of L.A., right? Uh, I don't know about that. Oh, yeah. There was a whole thing with like a UFO. It was weird. I meant to do like a thing on it at some point, but I forgot. Look up Battle of L.A. I think that's what it was called. Yeah, well, I, I don't. I went back and forth. Like I, I used to think like that the gods, like when people talk about the Anunnaki and shit, like I used to think those were probably aliens when I was younger. Like I was like, well, they were probably aliens. Like you read like the Zechariah Sitchkin and you think about like the alien, ancient aliens like that, like that. Yeah, I know that get, I, it kind of got me. I was like, well, all those old stories, they were just aliens coming. <laughs> but then as time goes by, I'm like, no, actually the aliens are just spirits. Like, you know, but like you said, there are no aliens. They're part of the cosmos. Yeah. Some of our fallen angels like, type of thing, I think. Um, but I do think that like UFO technology exists. Um, and we may have created it, but I think we got the technology, like the blueprints from those other, you know. Well, I think people just tap in deep into their into their. Well, they I do it know. in the rituals, dude. They, they, yeah, I know. I think the Nazis, they were communicating with. Well, the the inventor, the founder of rocketry is Jack Parsons. We talked about him like yeah. oh, in the beginning. We were talking about like they were doing rituals, right? Yeah. Yeah. But and let's keep in mind, they're also fucking like filthy rich people who have nothing else to do, right? So the rituals are just like. That's just for them to like give themselves permission to like experiment at a degree that most normal people wouldn't. You would never be able to experiment the way like a, a person who believes that they're they're put on earth to like create a new civilization. Like these people are like egotistical psychopaths, right? So yeah, for sure. They had the funding and the means to do it. But my thing is that like, you know. For ages and ages, you know, thousands of years, people were doing these weird fucking rituals where they're sacrificing people, animals, whatever. This was like a theme, like forever. You know what I mean? It's like, why, why were they doing that? What were they gaining from it? 
You know, when it was they're, they're, they're fucking crazy. <laughs> fucking crazy. That's a too simplistic explanation, man. They had to be getting they were they were doing it for whatever gods or or what have you. Like it was yes. always that. Yeah, I, I feel like I, the gods would have told me if that's if that was true. Like I feel like I've tried I've like <laughs> talk talked to the gods enough and like asked them like, yo, seriously. When people sacrifice animals and people to you, do you like that shit or not? And they said, no, we don't. We never ask people to do that. That's crazy. That's just people being fucked up. Like, why would a God want a person to like, they could just do it. Right. Why do they, why would they want that? Well, that was, the, just, that's an op from the, that's the, that's an old op. Like that's an old psyop. Like, oh man, it goes into the power of the blood and stuff. And the, it, like the ethereal nature of blood, you got to read into all that stuff. I have, I have read into it, but I've also like read like, uh, like Iamblichus and like Porphyry and them like, like talking about like the bloodless sacrifice is what the gods want. The gods want bloodless sacrifices. Bloodless sacrifice. Yeah, they want you to do good deeds. The they want you to bloodless, bloodless right now. I What's mean, that? All the wars they do aren't aren't very bloodless. Yeah, right, but who's saying that the gods want the wars? That's what I'm saying. Like that's just like. I think I think it's just as much a a ritual as the other stuff. I think I, I it is a ritual, but I don't think it's asked for by gods. I think people are just fucking insane, and they're I, like yeah, they, I they call... believe. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily call them gods. Like, I don't know. It depends on what you mean by, by God. Right. Yeah. I'm just using that term to mean like the spirits, whatever the, yeah, the, yeah. Be, the beings. I call them demonic forces. That's just right. my, whatever. But um, yeah, I just have had that, that shifted in my mind. I don't really, I'm, I always try not to think that there are demonic forces of evil. I just think that the evil starts with, with people's behavior. And then they blame that shit later so that they could tell other people, look, it's the demons. I don't know. I didn't do it. You know, it's like. I don't know. You just have to explain a lot of shit with that viewpoint that I don't, you know, I wouldn't know how to explain. But otherwise, I think it's an interesting. Well, I mean, correlated to like terrain theory, like you got to explain a lot of shit to people when you say you don't believe in viruses, right? Well, then how did explain this? Explain my sister's kid had chicken pox. Like they go always give you that shit. Like you have to exp- and then you don't really have an explanation. You're like, I don't know. I don't fucking know how your kids get chicken pox. Like some no, people probably know. That's different. We're talking about things that you can, you know, be, like really experiences. And I mean, everything with terrain, you can explain scientifically, you know, whether people I mean, not like, OK, people getting sick. We don't fully understand that stuff, but. But you have a good idea, right? No, yeah. I get it. You have a good idea, but it's the same thing as like, it's, it's a, it's an explanation for a person's repulsive behavior, right? It's, it's an explanation for that. And, and it's, it's a, a being that you're postulating is causing this person's repulsive behavior instead of blaming the person. Not, I, I believe the in person makes their own choices though. I think the person makes their own choices to be, in a in a union with that right. entity or whatever, so I I don't necessarily think you're wrong. I just think it's yeah. I don't think it's one or the other. It's it's both. Hmm. I mean, I don't have the answer. I just I'm just saying in terms of like if if you're going back to like um like a, a Socratic Platonic cosmology of like thinking of the spirit the first spirit 
that you have contact with is your is your guardian spirit. It's like your tutelary spirit. Like you can't really access God past that, right? Like it's like that's your first connection. Like that's that's your like liaison. Like they say the demons, the diamonds are liaisons between God and humans, right? So if if your connection to your liaison is like uh fucked up somehow like you're you're gonna blame the liaison i don't i don't know like i know personally from my own experiences my guardian spirit hmm. told me that the whole thing is bullshit like that that demons are evil and like that like that's just like that's just people not not behaving correctly you had an experience where you're but I told you like I had this sleep paralysis. Okay. And I told you I was really always interested in demons ever since I saw the exorcist, right? Scared the shit out of me, right? I was, it was always the most thing I was really most afraid of was like being possessed by a demon. Like I imagined my body fucking not being able to control my body. I saw that when I was like six, right? So it scared the shit out of me. So I ended up like really reading the, the actual book it was based on the book and like always reading books on demonology and shit right and it wasn't until i was like like 25 something when i when i saw i came across like the fact that socrates had a demon so i was like what's this about socrates had a demon so i, I started looking into that and i realized how the word was changed from diamond to demon and how like this is just a like a rudimentary understanding at the time because I didn't have internet back then. So I used to just have to go to bookstores and find books and shit. Right. So I could only find what I could find, but the fact that the word demon comes from daimon and that, and the understanding and the, the Romans called it genius, right? Like the Romans had the same concept of the daimon, but they called it the genius. Right. And it's basically just like your guardian spirit. Right. And so Again, kind of like how with Duisburg, like I read that and kind of like hypothesized my own understanding. The it was like bastardized, it was changed when Christianity, or not just Christianity, but like the dualistic religions, where they created this this schism between angels and demons, right? And mm-hmm. they said that there's good there's good angels and there's bad demons, right? Like that was like kind of put onto people mm-hmm. to take away their own relation to the spirit or to, to spirit, right? Mm-hmm. If you're afraid, if you're afraid of talking to your spirit, if you believe you have one, if you're afraid of it, it might really fuck up your life because you might like just not be able to, if there really is, if there really is a mechanism of like you're born and you're a spirit, you have a spirit and like you're supposed to evolve through your life spiritually and you deny that from the beginning and you say, no, that's not, that's evil. I have to go to uh, Jesus or the rabbi, or I have to go to somebody else to explain God to me and to give me my, my spiritual understanding instead of, instead of gaining it yourself. Like, that's why I, I felt like the demon was, was an op from the beginning to take away your own conscience, right? Your own ability to relate to the, to the spiritual. That was how I, that was how I took it. And I just kind of like, once I started taking it that way, I stopped being afraid of like ghosts and shit. 
Like anytime I thought I experienced the ghost, I was just like, all right, <laughs> it's okay. Like it, the, they never really, you know what I mean? Like it never really, I never got spooked anymore. And I had smoked a lot of weed and I did acid a lot of times and shit. So like I would experience like entities, trust me. Oh, but shit. I would, but I would always just kind of like chill with them. Like just sit there with them and be like, well, you're an entity. You're scaring the shit out of me. But like, I don't think you're evil. That's the type of stuff will have you communicating with the wrong place. Um, and that's why, yeah, but you got, you got, you only got your own, you got your own. So you got to deal with your own. Like, you know, I don't know. What's that? What do you mean? Your own what? Like you got your own spirit protector. Like you got like a spirit protecting you. Right. Yeah. And like you, you're, you have a relationship with that. And I think you have to like, like, I think it wants you to be good. Like, I don't think it wants you to be a f fucking like a creep to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that a spiritual guide would want you to, to develop your spirit while you're here and live a good life and like treat people well and treat the world, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, don't, don't take too much without giving back. Like, don't. and I think, so when people are saying that they're, I don't know, because if someone has an experience with a, a demon telling them to do fucked up shit, I don't know. I don't know, because that never happened to me. Well, I think you have to bring that into your into your life yourself. That's like a conscious choice through, you know, like I said, various rituals and stuff like that. But otherwise, yeah, we have a good like guardian angel. That's what I've heard you, from a lot. You know of how you could tap into it more is is by right doing like uh. They call it automatic writing. You ever you ever hear of that? Heard the phrase, yeah. I don't like the term because I don't think it's automatic. Like I don't think like it's it's like a machine. Yeah. They they also call it psychography. It's like right? chant, sort of. It's just like writing without thinking about what, what you're I do it. That's my writing. Like I write and that's how I write pretty much. I don't sit there and try to think about what to write. I just start writing. Yeah. And then after a while, you just keep doing it and you, you just write and write and write and write it. And then you go back and look at it and be like, what was I talking about? Like, what is this? But you, you start to see like symbols in there of your own life. You know, it starts to like, it's, it's like using writing as kind of like a ritual. You know, you're, you're like, and you know, like the hermetic treatises. Uh, I'm not too familiar with Hermes Trismegistus, however you say that shit. Yeah. That's that's hermetism, hermeticism. Yeah, I just haven't gotten too too into that. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Yeah, that's, they say they say that's the oldest. That's Egyptian. That's the oldest like Egyptian philosophy. Mm -hmm. They say it's a forgery though, like that it's it's like it's supposed to appear as like the earliest. Like, do you know the story of Ficino, where they were they were translating. I don't know if it's Ficino, but one of, one of those guys was translating Plato and they told him to stop because they found uh, Hermes Trismegistus. And they said, this is the oldest. Like they said it was older than Jewish, older than the Jewish religion, older than, than the Greeks. Mm -hmm. It was the Egyptian religion, uh, Egyptian philosophy. They call it Hermeticism. Yeah, I think it's definitely up there. So, but what, what, the point is like he was basically writing he was channeling mm -hmm. he was saying that he was communicating with god with a god you know and he was saying that it was telling him what to write i think all art 
especially good art is channeling essentially yeah right right i, I agree that's the source yeah i agree so that, that's why you gotta you gotta inspiration. like where does spirit come from spirit right right inspiration right so don't you think it would be like a clever psychological operation to make people think that half of spirit is good and half is bad and you never know which one's which like i mean i don't i don't agree with that assessment the way that you just said that but like i don't think i, I just think that there is like there is good and evil i think you know like there is morality there there is there are things that inher are inherently good and things that are inherently evil um yeah I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> no, I don't either. <laughs> I'm asking. I mean, it's it's interesting. I'll, I'll definitely, you know, read some stuff you send me because I'm always, you know, I'm always trying to get into a new. And I, I battle with it, too, because sometimes I'll be like reading like platonic literature and I'll be just thinking this is just fuck. I, I don't believe any of this shit either. I don't care. Like, yeah. you know, like it, it just. <laughs> I don't know what to do most of the time. Like life is so fucking like hard with like all the psyops and shit. Like you just get to the point where like, what am I supposed to do? Like, how am I supposed to like get, keep going with like a real purpose? And like, like when every, every day you wake up and you're like, you go outside and you see all these people like walking with their phones like this, like it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it is definitely hard, man. Someone left a YouTube comment like that too. The other day they're like, you know, knowing all this stuff is like hard to have a conversation with anybody or kind of like, you know, live your life. But I guess you got to just try to enjoy the things that you have. And ultimately I think it is a, you know, a thought responsive consensus reality. And if we all, if we are, if we all think positive thoughts, maybe we'll, we'll have a better world, but that would take a lot of unification that we don't seem to be able to do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't do it. I can't think. As soon as I go outside and start seeing, I'm just like, fuck these people, man. So I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I want depopulation now. Like, I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. Fuck yeah. it. I know. I, I can't help it. It's, well, the you good know, news there is they, they've depopulated themselves, John. So. I know. Yeah. But you know what, like Manhattan is like. It's just it's wow. Yeah. These people are just so detached from reality. They really are. They're, yeah. It's like all it is is sh shopping. Like they're just shopping. Every every aspect of their life is shopping. Like they're just buying shit. You know, that's all they know how to do is like buy. Yeah. Do you believe some some of the population are human simulacrum? Maybe they might. Well, I don't know. They got the chips now. They might have the chips for 20 years and we don't know about it. There might be chip people walking around already. I mean, I don't know about chip people, but they, I've, you know, a common theme I've heard is that there's, there are people who are just sort of like, if you consider this a sort of simulation, right? Um, that they're kind of soulless or they don't have that sort of spark. And they're, right. they're like, like in a video game, you have the friggin' non player. Right. Yeah. And PC. And that's a very good description of it. But I, I'm not really like a video game player, but I, that's a great description of it. Yeah. Or like it's just a character, someone walking on the side that you can't talk to, like you can't really interact with them. Like it would explain those people who like you can you can show them 
like proof right in front of their face and they'll just be like, no, you are a right. conspiracy theorist. I know. They got you with the conspiracy. Oh, you're an anti-vaxxer? <laughs> anti-vaxxer. You don't believe in science. And yeah, you, I know. Like, oh, tell me about that science. Can you can you explain it to me? Uh, uh, Fauci told me. Right. They don't know anything. Yeah, that they they got people with Trump. That was really the fuck how they got people. They got people hating Trump so much, and I hate Trump. I already hated him. They didn't have to get me to hate him. I hated him already a long time ago. Yeah. But they got people to hate him so much, and then it's crazy because even though he was championing. The vaccine saying he made it. He's like, this vaccine, I, I made it. It's mine. It's great. It's the best invention in the father of the vaccine. The fa- yeah. yeah. And they still got people thinking that if you don't want the vaccine, you're a right wing Trump supporter. Yeah. How did they do that? That's that is some black magic. That is some yeah. sorcery. Yeah. They, that's how they, they they divide people like that. That's why that's what the two party system is for. People don't understand it. Yeah, this is a revolting election too. You're gonna have to see Joe Biden and Donald Trump on the like. It's gonna be a shit show. I hope one of them shits their just shits their pants on like. That'll be Biden if anyone. (laughs) He's definitely. I don't think you would know, but still, it'd be funny if you like something like that really happened. Dude, I I might watch the some of the debates just as like a reality show type of thing, just to see like the absolute theatrical shit show that it is. Especially if RFK is involved, that'll be an interesting little mix, you know. I don't I don't think they're gonna let him. I don't think. I don't think. Well, I don't know. He kind of fell off with with Israel once he started like being talking about Israel. Like a lot of people who were putting him out there just kind of like fell away from him. Oh, dude, but a lot of like Republicans like they they buy into the israel thing they're rooting for israel yeah i know that's bizarre that's, that's true everybody is i, I mean it, it's funny how they kind of got like the 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 left like the real left to be like pro pro hamas pro lgbt at the same like they got them that's got to be a hard thing to reconcile in your mind is like Muslim LGBT kind of like, how do you keep them both in the line at the same time? I don't know. It, dude, it's such it's clown it's clown world two point really is because it's it's funny like for once like the the radical left is like at least partially right <laughs> something you know what I mean like rooting for Palestine because yeah you should not 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 the randomly white people that appeared in the middle east <laughs> no that's crazy isn't that crazy yeah and and you really can't talk about it because then like that's like another phrase like you get who knows dude i don't know if they're gonna take me down if it's having an opinion but um... i mean I, I have a lot of jewish friends i'm i love jewish people so i don't have any problem with jewish people no but, same but the that idea that like it's the Zionists, yeah. And then the, there's a, a whole group of Christians that are pushing it because they believe that if Israel is reestablished, Jesus will come back. Right, it's a biblical thing. They just ignore yeah. like Revelations two nine and three nine. No big deal. <laughs> but what does that say? What is that? I, I haven't read Revelations in a long time. It basically talks about the synagogue of Satan and. Oh. Let me, you want me to read it? 
Yeah. Hold on. Okay. I want to I want to go s- spend the rest of my day ruminating over the synagogue of Satan while I walk around New York. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but oh, are shit. the synagogue of Satan. Whoa. Shit. Three nine is never... essentially the same thing. Um, so it comes down to we're not talking about the normal everyday people who are practicing that religion. We're talking about sabotees right. who hide oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. religions, right? Yeah, that stuff is so interesting to me. The Sabbath, the Frankists, right? The Sabbateans, the Frankists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I'm gonna go out and see some of them. Probably, <laughs> I Maybe. think they. I think, I think they live around. I think they live around Gramercy Park. You ever walk around Gramercy Park? Yeah, of course. That's a strange little area, right? They have that little arts club. You ever see that arts club? The artist club, the players. Like there's a, there's a there's like a private club they call like arts something arts. I forgot what it's called. I remember. And then there's the players club right next to it. Hmm. And it's like these real old buildings with like grotesque gargoyles and shit. Like, uh, like, and inside they have all this rare art. They have like, it's, it's inside is like magnificent. It looks like from like this 1800, like palace of Versailles kind of shit. Probably been in there maybe to shoot something before, but you, you could go in and do tours, but like, they don't let you just walk around by yourself. Like it's, it's like. Interesting. But I always, when I walk past there, I always try to like look at who's coming out. They look totally like a secret. That's a that's a secret society hangout for sure. Because probably weird shit going on all over New York City, especially man. I mean, look at the tunnels they found. Like <laughs> those were Palestinian yeah, yeah. tunnels, right? <laughs> did they stop? Did they just stop with that story? Because I never heard what happened with it. Like what? I don't know. Some people got arrested, and that's all I really know. But it. I, I heard something about it being connected to Jeffrey Epstein. I, I couldn't really find anything when I searched on it, but I think David Icke's channel did something about how there was tunnels leading to like Epstein's place. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or whatever. And there was something about there was a hydro, hydron collider or something somewhere <laughs> in the tunnel. Yeah. in like one of the tunnels, like aren't, aren't hydron colliders big, like, Aren't they big? I like. I'm, I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I don't think you have like small hydron colliders. Like, well, it could have been big. I don't portable, know. portable was, hydron. Co- yeah, it was some old project from back in the day. I can't remember the the name. Anyway, um, before we wrap up, do you want to uh, do you want to like plug your podcast or anything? Oh uh, still- yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a website. It's my name, johndluca.net. J-O-N-D-I-L-U-C-A dot net. And I have a podcast where it's mostly just me reading my writings, but sometimes I'll get actually inspired to kind of have conversations with other people when I'm not too depressed. Like I'm trying to do that more, like just fucking talk to people, like instead of just, I don't know, for just writing, you know, like because part of it's good. If you don't have any friends, you just sit there and write. You know, you can write a lot if you don't have friends, but yeah. it's good to talk to people. So I'm going to try to do more of like the conversation episodes too. And that's called Pronoia, P-R-O-N-O-I-A. And if you just type that in, 
and Spotify and you'll find it. Sweet. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming by. Thanks, man. Anytime. <laughs>